Gray is here on the Blaze Radio Network. Lots of ground to cover again today. Uh, we will get into there's interesting news about global warming that we will share with you. Of course, we're all going to die uh, in a fiery blaze from CO2, not the sun. <laughs> the sun has almost nothing to do with our warming. <laughs> uh, what is that but a you know two million degree burning orb in the sky? And uh, yeah. that that doesn't have anything to do with it. It's all the CO2. That's what it is. This is CO2 that's going to burn us to a crisp. Um, eventually. Not, not. I mean, I'm sorry, soon. Really, yeah. really super like soon. Like in the next 10 to 12 years. Yeah, it's going on right now. 10 if you ask, Beto. Uh-huh. Optimistic AOC, 12. 12. So we got 10 to 12 years left, uh, if you're to listen to them. Um, that gives us another decade of kale consumption, which is great. <laughs> Mm. I, I know we've all... I don't think that word means what you think I, it means. No, I don't think so. CDC is now warning that con, uh, that kale is still disgusting. <laughs> <laughs> According to the Babylon Bee. <laughs> I, I love the Babylon Bee. So really funny, funny satirical site. <laughs> An official report released by the Center for Disease Control warned U.S. consumers that kale is still utterly revolting. And advise citizens against eating the disgusting green cabbage in any form. Kale chips, kale salad, kale juice, it's all pretty bad, according to CDC Director Robert R. Redfield. There is not really a health concern at this time, but we just wanted to everyone to remember that kale is gross. <laughs> there are hundreds <laughs> of decent varieties of cabbage and lettuce out there, so let's try to avoid the kale whenever possible. Okay. <laughs> Redfield further stated he wasn't he wasn't sure why people kept purchasing kale in various forms or adding it to perfectly good food items. We've run all the numbers, looked at reports multiple times. It's baffling. The stuff literally tastes like a clump of dirt. <laughs> so great and so true. As I've said before, there there is one way you can you can do the kale to where it's it's absolutely fine. You put uh, some olive oil all over the bottom of the pan, and then you take the pan over to the garbage can, and then the kale will slide into the garbage. Oh, that's neat. a lot easier. That sounds healthy. Yeah, it is. It's great. It's great. <laughs> so if you feel this way about kale and other superfoods, foods with capes, foods <laughs> able to leap your intestines in a single bound, uh, then maybe Brickhouse Nutrition's Field of Greens is for you the way it is for me. There's no excuse anymore to not being uh, healthy in your diet. You just take a scoop of Field of Greens, and every scoop is a full serving of USDA, real organic fruits and vegetables, complete with antioxidants. It'll boost your immune system, help keep you healthier, and it's pre- and probiotic, too. Real food. And uh, if, it, if it weren't for this, you know, you'd have to eat kale. Just Ugh. like, no, thank you. Clumps no. of dirt. Uh, go to BrickhousePat.com. You'll get 15% off your first order when you use the offer code PAT. A healthier you awaits. BrickHousePat.com It's Pat Gray unleashed on the blades. All right, check it in on the presidential campaign. Because, man, it's getting close now. We're only a year and a half away. So, you know, book your election booth now while you still can um another poll out 
This one is a Harris poll. It's a Hill Harris X poll. And uh, it looks like it's Joe White and the 21 Dwarves. He's opened up a 32 <laughs> point lead now, has Joe. 32? Yes. Yeah. Biden is 32 points ahead. He's at uh, 46% compared to 14% I guess for we Bernie Sanders. S- see what convinced him to get into the race. That's why it's not Snow White anymore. It's Joe White, because Joe, Joe is white. Uh-huh. Joe White and the 21 Dwarves. Um, <laughs> Bernie, even, is dwarfed by Biden. That's amazing. So you got uh, Biden at, at 46. 46 in a field of 22 people. That's something else. 14 for Sanders. Then you got uh, Mayor Pete. Pete Buttigieg. In third place with 8%. You would think he had 80% the way the press is fawning all over him. <laughs> they can't love this guy enough. Followed by Elizabeth Warren at 7%. So, I mean, on the surface, nobody else has a chance. Now, as we mentioned yesterday, a lot can change because we still are a year and a half away. Uh, but you got Kamala Harris, who was supposed to be really popular and remember when she launched her campaign there were thousands of people there i don't know twenty thousand, i think yeah it was a big deal yeah uh beto o'rourke who used to have massive crowds cory booker who just sucks yeah yeah wait wait uh, have we got an update on beto is he still looking for that turtle i have not heard i'm gonna see if there's an update on hope the they find baby it. gus because you couldn't go out to a store and buy another one that's almost impossible uh there's a turtle sor- shortage now apparently we haven't built enough Turtle tunnels, and so they've all been run over in traffic. Uh, but Beto O'Rourke and Cory Booker are at 3%. Beto is at 3%. And then you have the also-rans, Tulsi Gabbard, Julian or Julian Castro, uh, John Delaney, Kirsten Gillibrand, Michael Bennett. All of those have between 1% and 2% support. <laughs> Wait a minute. I'm sorry. Mm-hmm. Listen to this Instagram deal from Beto. I told some of you that we believed our dog Artemis had eaten our turtle Gus. Very sad mm. for all of us, Very especially sad. for Molly. But just now, great news. Gus is alive. Oh, thank goodness. Found hiding in a closet and ready to get back to his home and see Molly when she gets back from school today. Artemis, not guilty. How wonderful. And nobody cares, Beto. If a tree falls in a forest, if a turtle's found in a closet, nobody cares. You're done, dude. Guy's such a narcissist. He thinks we care about his (laughs) dumb turtle. Um, For some of the other people that you barely heard of, Tim Ryan, Andrew Yang, Marianne Williamson, Mm -hmm. uh, Jay Inslee, who at least has been a governor, Eric Swalwell, Amy Klobuchar, John Hickenlooper, uh, sadly, last week when I was doing the draft, I mistook uh, John Hickenlooper for Jay Inslee for some reason. Got my governors mixed up. Yeah, well, it doesn't matter. They're it doesn't matter. Not doing anything. <laughs> right. <laughs> Wayne Messam, the mayor of Miramar, Florida. All of those are between zero and one percent. Hmm. How about that? I mean, it's got to be kind of embarrassing, doesn't it? If you got zero percent support and you continue to hassle people for your for their vote <laughs> get off me man you got no chance get off get me. off me 32 point <laughs> lead for biden is it time for everybody to pack up and yes just, you know 
yes. save his money it so is. he could use that against Trump if you're a Democrat? If you're a Democrat, that's probably what you want. I, uh, how many? Okay, so how many candidates do you think will still be standing one week after the first debate? So let's say 4th of July. 4th of July. So everybody, we're, we're assuming everybody hangs on until the sure. debate. Sure, yeah, well, it doesn't matter. Between mm-hmm. now and July 4th. So on July 4th, how many uh, Democrats do you think will still be running officially? Mm, 15. Okay. We'll lose seven that first week, I think. Hmm. So 15 on yeah. July 4th. Yeah, yeah. That's a good number. Because people will be looking back at, and they'll be thinking, well, Bill Clinton did it. Others have done this and made this comeback. Hmm. Especially, you know, people like Cory Booker, who thinks that everybody is in love with him. (laughs) Spartacus, man. Jeez. (laughs) Meanwhile, in a new Gallup poll, now the president always does well in the Rasmussen poll. I don't know what their methodology is that he is... I mean, virtually every poll that Rasmussen has done has been far above all the rest. But this is a Gallup poll that now shows him with an approval rating of 46%, just higher than Obama at the same time of his presidency. Mm. That's amazing. That's yeah. great. Um, so he hit a previous high of 45% three times following inauguration after his June 2018 meeting with uh, Kim Jong-un. And then after Attorney General Bill Barr released the summary of the Mueller report. Um, So on one hand, polling below 50% still isn't ideal probably for an incumbent, especially given the strong economy. And supposedly he trails Biden by seven points and Sanders by three. I I just, I don't buy that. Hmm. I don't buy that. But... Barack Obama's job approval rating at this point in his presidency, 44%. 44. So he's two points ahead of that. That's that's not a bad place to be when O'Biden, uh, I mean, Obama, O'Biden, <laughs> Obama won re-election. So it's hard to argue that, uh, f- that 46% isn't enough to win re- re-election. Uh, 888-933-93. Speaking of the candidates, uh, Bernie was out talking about uh, a communism study abroad. His plan, he proposed a communism study abroad uh, program to kids back in 1987. Oh. Because, you know, you want to indoctrinate the kids with communism. You really do. You want, you want them to admire communists, communist dictatorships. You want them to think, well, to know that Mao was... Really, a caring person because he helped uh, solve gotta, the income inequality yeah, in China. You got to humanize these folks, right? Right. Mm-hmm. right. And then, and he also did something about the population situation in in China. So did Joe Stalin in Russia in the Soviet Union, as a matter of fact. Uh, and uh, Vladimir Lenin. They they all kind of worked on the population situation kinda, in their respective countries. They changed the math. Yeah, they did. <laughs> they changed the math dramatically. To the tune of millions. But here's what he said to the kids back in uh, 87. A dozen of you were studying in the Soviet Union for six months, for a year. Okay? What do you think would happen in that process? And if, let's say, this went on all over the United States, what would happen? What would be the result of that? Would it be necessarily true that you would end up liking those people? But what would happen in the process? Yep. You would learn about their cultures and you kind of understand them. Precisely. Precisely. That's an excellent answer, and that's about what it's about. And once you get 
Excellent answer. One of the reasons people can make war, war is you develop a process by which you make your enemy the enemy. Right. They're faceless human beings. They're not really like you. Mm -hmm. They're much worse than you. They're murderers. They're a different color. They speak a funny language. They have strange customs. They're mm. not like us. Therefore, we can Therefore. try to kill them. Right? But then what happens when you sit down and you get to know people, and one of the nice things that's going on in our state right now, and I'm very proud <coughs> that this is taking place in Vermont, is there is a, a project called Project Harmony. How many of you know about Project Harmony? Okay. okay. Project Harmony is about, it was started by three people in central Vermont. And what it's about is getting mm. kids from Vermont to go to the Soviet Union oh. and bring it to visit. Nice. What a great program. Ah, what a great program. Why didn't we, you know, develop that more intensely and spread that all over the country? Wow. Project Harmony. Jeez. Uh, you know, sitting naked with them at the breakfast table and singing uh, This Land is Your Land, that's another great way to get to know uh, and love the Soviet people uh, like Bernie did. Sat around a table naked on his honeymoon <laughs> in that honeymoon trip to the Soviet Union, which, you know. It's a top destination for young newlyweds. Especially back in the late 80s. Especially when it was the Soviet Union. Late 80s. <laughs> especially in the late 80s. <sighs> you know, before they got rid of communism and you could experience their income equalizer. <laughs> uh, that's, that's just amazing stuff. Have you seen, did you Google Project Harmony? We should do that and, and look into that. See how many, how many people took advantage of Project Harmony because that had to be. Yeah, there's a, lot, there's a lot of Project Harmonies out there. So uh, I'm trying to figure out which one is, uh, let's see. Maybe yeah. late 80s Project Harmony, Bernie An Sanders. An international organization which aims to build a strong global community. That sounds like that. Strong global communities. That's what uh, we're trying to create. Has offices in the United States, Armenia, yeah. Azerbaijan, Georgia, right. Russia, and Ukraine. Good. Um, oh yeah! Look, we're gonna we're gonna collaborate across borders to resolve global challenges. That's wonderful. So can't we all just get along? Seriously, no, we can't absolutely. We? Nope, mm. cannot. All right. Well, you're a hater. Yeah, it's because I'm uh, Exhibit A. Thank you. Triple eight nine hundred thirty three ninety three. Um, let me tell you about getting your ears cleaned out so that they don't itch anymore, or you don't have pain, or feel plugged up, and you can't hear things. If any of that sounds familiar, you might be like millions of Americans who go to the doctor for a professional ear cleaning rather than, you know, jam things into their ears. So that that part is a good idea. But now you don't have to go to the doctor and spend all that money or the inconvenience of going to the doctor. It's usewaxrx.com. Go there. You can use WaxRx without a prescription now. And it is virtually the same thing the doctor does in his office. You just pay a lot less for it. And it's reusable, too. So try the WaxRx system risk-free today. Just go to usewaxrx.com, use the offer code radio at checkout, and you'll get free shipping. Finally, it's a great solution for that stubborn problem get to get rid of earwax. Usewaxrx.com, offer code radio. This is Pat Gray Unleashed. Triple eight nine hundred thirty three ninety three. Democrats still don't like Donald Trump. If you can believe no, it. Wait. Yeah. Is that, still. Is that breaking news? They, yes. It's just in. They still don't like him. I'm gonna write that one down. Uh, General uh, Franco is still dead, and the Democrats still don't like Donald Trump. Hmm. 
Okay. Didn't see that coming. Right? Hmm. I know. That's what you, you learn something new every day on this show. Every day. Seriously. Um, <laughs> so here's, here's Al Green, who is just a lovely man. He, and, and a loving and lovely man. <laughs> talking about, uh, uh, about the Democrats and uh, Donald Trump and how they must impeach him. I'm concerned that if we don't impeach this president, he will get reelected. <laughs> yeah, we're done. We're done. Here we go. That's the Democrat 2020 plan. I'm concerned if we don't impeach him, he will get reelected. So they're trying to they're trying to take the decision away from you, the voters. So not only are they trying to take away your 2016 decision, but they realize that you're going to make the same decision in 2020 unless they do something about it. <laughs> You talk about voter suppression, which they're whining about all the time. Yep. Here's a guy who's admitting, yeah, we don't care what the voters want. We're going to impeach this guy so you don't have a chance to vote for him yeah. again. And you've got the Speaker of the House, Nancy Pelosi, wow. saying that, yeah, we have to kind of look at that possibility that if it's a close election in 2020, Trump may not leave. Are, are you out of Shut your up. mind? Are you serious? So ridiculous. This is from the same lady who's like, yeah, we don't care that people don't want Obamacare. We don't care that the Senate we'll voted to stop it. Them. Yeah, we will We will climb over the wall, poll vote over the wall, whatever it takes. We don't care what you or your elected representatives say. We're going to make Obamacare happen. And they did. Mm. But this is... That's amazing. They are That's pretty honest, else, man. Pretty honest. I, I'll bet uh, there was a lot of people... Saying to Al afterwards, uh, hey, dude, why don't you go back to singing uh, Let's Get Together? Oh, same guy? I'm so in love with you. Uh, Do what you want me to. <laughs> <laughs> go back to that. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I wish it was the same Al Green. It'd be great. Uh-huh. Uh, 888-900-3393. Cory Booker refused to answer uh, a question about his gun control plan. Um, but there are some questions about his gun control plan. Second Amendment defenders noticed that he's refusing to answer these very important questions about his plan to federally license all guns from law-abiding oh. gun owners. There we go. Here's Cory Booker on gun control. Senator Booker, before you go, just one final question on your gun proposal since you've just released it this morning. Mm-hmm. Um, your, your fellow, your competitor uh, in the 2020 race, uh, Congressman Eric Swalwell, has also, like you, proposed an uh, assault weapons ban. But he's proposing a buyback program where mm-hmm. Americans who currently have those guns uh, mm-hmm. could sell them, essentially, oh. to the government. But if they don't, within a certain period of time, they would be prosecuted, so subject to be thrown <laughs> in jail, perhaps. Are you supportive oh. of the same measure? Well, first of all, when I was mayor of the city of Newark, again, I have a record on dealing with gun violence. We, we did a lot of uh, gun buybacks and even other creative ideas that I think uh, we should have uh, uh, when I'm president of the United States. The critical thing is I think most Americans uh, agree that these weapons of war uh, should not be on our streets. But, Again, but would, some... you, would you prosecute people? You. Do you support the government buying them back? And if not, potentially people could go to jail if they don't want to sell them back. Yes or no? Uh, again, we should have <laughs> a law that bans these weapons and we should have a reasonable period in which people can turn in these weapons. And if they don't, uh, Right what? now we have a nation okay. that allows wow. in streets and communities like mine these weapons that should not exist. Mm-hmm. Senator Cory Booker, uh, good to have you on. We- no, it's not good to have him on. That's really not. That uh, he's awful, and obviously the answer is yes. Uh, we're we're going to prosecute them. You'll end up in jail if you don't sell back your weapon to the state. 
did you get the same? I mean, it's an absolute yes, mm-hmm. right? There's you don't him and haw and beat around the bush like that. If the answer is no, 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 I'm not. I'm not talking about prosecuting law-abiding citizens who then have been grandfathered into a new uh, gun confiscation program. No, of course, uh, of course, I'm not going to put them in jail. But if you're going to get the guns away from, if you're going to take them away from Americans, there has to be a penalty. The answer has to be yes. What's Otherwise, so it has no. The law has no teeth. What's so scary is that we're we're. <laughs> We have a candidate for president that that is just outright multiple candidates outright advocating for taking your guns. Yep, that, that we're this close to this possibility. It's crazy. Is dangerous enough? Crazy. I mean, the the Democrats are so extreme, so radical in their ideology that yeah, they're just openly, nakedly talking about gun confiscation. In America, they used to always say, nobody's going to take your guns from you. Uh, what are you, conspiracy theorists? Mm-hmm. <laughs> this is America. We got I love the Second Amendment. But I just have to say, you know, you can't have weapons of war out there on the street. Mm-hmm. I'm all about the Second Amendment, which says that that right shall not be infringed, period. But... I mean, there's got to be some limits on that. Dangerous. I don't know what the typical Democratic voter in these polls that you're reading, where he's up 30, Joe Biden, and he's up 32 in another. Mm-hmm. I don't know that they're looking this long term uh, into 2020 yet, as far as November of 2020. But I just, he's got to be the only one of the 22 or whatever the heck it's up to now that even has a chance of picking off undecided voters just in packaging. Maybe mm-hmm. Buttigieg. Butted, butted judge. Maybe maybe those two can pull the wool over enough independence eyes to make it competitive. Maybe. But you get radicals like Cory mm-hmm. Booker in there. I I almost want that. It's like it's like playing with fire. I almost want them to pick a radical. Because mm-hmm. you would think America's crushed. Not, it would crush them. Yeah, we're not we're not doing that. We're but not going down that road. I don't want to take that chance either. But, but you look at the radicalism of the left. Now we can add gun confiscation hmm. to open borders. Oh, go through this list. Eliminating ICE. Seventy <laughs> percent income taxes. The Green New Deal, which will cost a hundred trillion dollars. Socialized medicine. Socialized higher education, <clears throat> legalized infanticide, reparations to Native and African Americans, packing the Supreme Court, eliminating the Electoral College, and lowering the voting age to 16. I, just, I, can't, I can't believe how nakedly communist and extreme and radical they are. And... I think they believe that's a winning formula now. Which is why Joe Biden is 32 points ahead. Yeah. He's the one guy among them. And really, I think he's for some of these things. Boy, that is a wish list that's a, for the radical left, man. That you couldn't have ever... I mean, you always suspected this is what they want. And we, we've talked about that for years. And we talked about how, well, okay, this Obamacare thing is just the first step... You think this is where they're going to end? No. And in fact, a, a couple of the 
honest ones, like the architect for that, said it wasn't a Trojan horse. It's just right there, isn't it? We're going to get there. We're going to get there. And when we when we said that, look, they're just looking for Medicare for all, single-payer health care. That's what they want, universal health care. No, stop it. Stop with your... What are you, racist? There it is. When we said they wanted to raise taxes, you know, to maybe... 60 or 70 or 80 percent. Ah, come on. Nobody's proposing that. Well, yes, they are. When we talked about their global warming plan, how it would bankrupt not just America, but maybe the industrialized world. If we spend $100 trillion in the next 10 years, you don't think that'll bankrupt us? Of course it will. Socialized higher education. Uh <laughs> They didn't have the giblets to propose that just a few years ago. Now everybody's on that. Reparations were laughed out of the public space, you know, 20 years ago. And then again, 15 years ago. And people dropped it for a long time. Now that's that's back. Packing the Supreme Court is something you wouldn't even consider because you don't want the other side to do it to you. They don't care. Eliminating the Electoral College would be so radical as to completely change the United States of America forever. Really bad. I, uh, lowering the voting age to 16. Do you really want your 16-year-old to vote? <laughs> Look at your 16-year-old. Wait. You want that six that kid to vote? No. Actually, wait. I do want my 16-year-old to vote now that I think about it. Really? Yeah. Uh, I, don't, I don't even trust your 16-year-old. No, to, she's ready. I don't think any 16-year-olds are ready. Oh, my gosh. Give her a couple of years. You should homeschool. Oh, wait, you did. Uh, wait, what yeah, 23 s- years worth. Yeah, you're 16-year-olds. So. When they were 16, did you not trust them? Yeah, I trust. Yes, to but... To vote? Yeah, I don't know. Mm, I don't know. That's a stretch. You trusted them more <laughs> before they went off to college than when they came back. <laughs> right. <laughs> right. Yeah. Uh, so, I mean, it's just frightening. It is just frightening. And this is why we say all the time, they, they just can't win. The Democrats... Just can't win. Not in 2020, not in 2024. Probably not ever again, judging by how radical and extreme they are. Oh, man, you can't. I I mean, certainly there's no guarantee, and and it's likely they're going to be elected at some point. It's bad enough they have the House. Let's not give them any more, please. Uh, If they got the presidency, the House and Senate, you you can turn the country off. Turn out the lights. You shut the country off. Good night. Good night, America. It was fun. It was a pretty good experiment for a while. It was a good run, you know. Yeah, we had had some good times. Had some good times. Had a lot of highs, you know. Mm -hmm. A few lows. lows. Yeah, had some lows in there. Mm -hmm. But yeah, you you give them the triple crown of power. You turn the country off. Oh. (laughs) And it's amazing. Uh, They don't care. They believe they're in such a little cocoon there in Washington, D.C. They're in their own little world. So they really believe that Americans want them to confiscate guns, that they want this buyback program. And then if you don't, if you don't capitulate to the buyback program, you go to jail. They believe people want that. <laughs> Eric Swalwell is openly saying it. Cory Booker is beating around the bush and not answering the question, but you know what the answer is. Hmm. The answer has to be yes. Uh, they are, they're put in prison. They're at least they're, put in jail, and they go on trial. My goodness. Right? You, you can't have it any other way. And I'm just thinking ahead to the Democratic debates. It's like there's going to be so many clips from that. Oh, we don't even... That should just, be some fun, actually. We just press play. 
6 a.m. or 7 a.m. Eastern time on uh, on the day after, and just let it run because it's going to be one trying day to after outdo another. each other in their <laughs> radicalism. That should be something else to watch. Oh boy! Triple eight nine hundred thirty three ninety three. If you are in pain, uh, this may be the answer for you. It certainly was for Keith. Uh, it's been a good answer for Glenn. Uh, a lot of people in this building use it. We hear from our uh, audience all the time about how well Relief Factor works for them to relieve their pain. You know, we spend $2,000 a year to combat it. And then a lot of us just give up and say, eh, I'm just going to have to live with it. Before just making that horrible declaration in your life, try Relief Factor. It's 100% drug-free. It was created by doctors. And they have a three-week quick start that's only $19.95. That's a dollar a day for a trial pack. And 70% of the people who order the three-week quick start go on to order more. Meaning, it's working for them. Give it a try. What do you have to lose? Except your pain. Three-week quick start, just $19.95 right now. If you want a drug-free, natural way to ease your pain and get your life back. Go to relieffactor.com. That's relieffactor.com. This is Pat Gray Unleashed. Welcome. 888 Glad you're with us. Uh, some great global warming news for you. We'll get into that. Just a few minutes here. Uh, let's go to Tom in Texas. Hey, Tom, you're on the blaze. Hey, good morning, Pat. Hey. Good morning, Keith. Hey. Hey, I just got a question about that poll this morning. Mm-hmm. At the same time in the presidency, Obama was 44 and Trump's 46. And yet, at the same time, the news media had uh, chills going down their leg and was fawning over Obama. Obama. Mm-hmm. And 94% of the press now go against Trump and his family every chance they get. If they were for Trump, he would be at 80%. Yeah, it's possible. I mean, it'd be a lot higher, that's for sure. Um, Appreciate the call. Thanks, Tom. It is amazing. It is amazing that with all the negative press he gets, and it is over 90%, uh, over 90% bad coverage. Uh, And he still has a 46 or 50% approval rating. Can you imagine if there was a fair press? Just a literally right down the yeah. middle on everything mm-hmm. from Bush through Obama and Trump. What would their approval rate? You might be? not. You might not have had any Democrats in between. If you had, because H. W. Bush would have been reelected, and uh, I don't. I don't think you have a Clinton presidency because they're the ones that hammered into the psyche of America that the economy was so bad. And that's how Bush went from 92% approval rating after the Gulf, first Gulf War to, you know, 38% or whatever it was when he lost. Plus, then you, you throw in Ross Perot, who didn't help anything. But even with Ross Perot, I think if you didn't have the media hammering him every step of the way about how bad the economy was and blaming, and blaming him for it, he would have won re-election. Uh, so, yeah, yeah it's, it's, it's amazing. It's, uh, but we'll never know because it, it just is what it is, dude. It is what it is, dude, dude. It just is what it is. In the words of my esteemed, uh, program director in Houston, (laughs) 
Oh, I don't think it's on the... That needs uh, to be a... a, a it that, has been. Has, has it has been. been. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah, it has been. I love you, Ken Charles. <laughs> Dude, it just is what it is. <laughs> so More magazine <laughs> We need the pet psychic back on. It's been a long oh. time since we've had her on. Yeah. By design, really, but... Uh, I think she changed her number. Sorry. Really? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so I, I tried... I well, tried. dude, I got, I've got a number for her. Let me yeah, I tried that one. <laughs> <laughs> you haven't seen it yet, dude. Uh, hey, would you let a stranger eavesdrop in your home and keep the recordings of everything that transpires <laughs> in your home? I think most of us would probably say, uh, no, are you crazy? But that's almost exactly what Amazon has been doing to millions of us yeah. with their assistant, I won't say the name. <laughs> um, the Echo device that you have, and then microphone equipped Echo speakers. Now, did the Echo does, you say can, that? To, yeah, does you, that turn it on too? Yes. Yeah. You ah, have the, you have the option of it. the the Amazon thingy. <laughs> we'll call it the Amazon thingy in your. <laughs> <laughs> now and, that that I don't think you can use. I don't think you can say Amazon thingy. Turn on the lights. So I think you're safe there. Okay. Amazon thingy. Uh, a lot of smart speaker owners don't know it. But the Amazon thingy keeps a copy of everything oh, it records no. after it hears its name. Okay? So after you say the name, it starts recording, and you, you don't even think that. Apple's Siri, and until recently with Google's Assistant, by default, they also keep the recordings to help train their artificial intelligences. Oh, to help train. Mm-hmm. That's what it's for. Yeah, it's... um. It's uh, what, what we for customer quality, you know. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Your phone call will be recorded <laughs> for quality assurance. Yeah, bullcrap. Mm-hmm. You want to use this against me in court someday? <laughs> so, uh, the author of this article says, "Come with me on an un- unwelcome walk down memory lane." I listened to four years of my Amazon thingy and found thousands of fragments of my life: oh. spaghetti timer requests, oh. joking house guests. I mean, joking house guests, that could encompass a lot of different territory. And that could cover a lot of different topics. And who is this that's uh, saying um, all this? It's uh, whoever wrote this article. Uh, okay. I'm just wondering how you get access to these recordings. That's a good question. Hmm. Um, that's a really good question. I'm going to look this up. It even, it even recorded random snippets of Down, Downton Abbey because, obviously, after saying the words... Hey Alexa thingy, uh, blah blah blah, and then you go to the TV and you, you turn on Downton Abbey, uh-huh. and so it would record that too. There were even there were even sensitive conversations that somehow triggered it, its wake word to start recording. Sensitive conversations that triggered it. Wow, is that like a safe word? Uh that's that's not saying hey Amazon thingy come to life. <laughs> that's something else that you don't even know about that starts at recording. <laughs> Uh, like this game. including my family discussing medication and a friend conducting a business deal. Now, that could really be harmful, depending on what medication it is. It, you know, in this discussion of gun control, that could mean you lose your guns. Oh, okay. It does say, but I didn't include the link. You can listen to your own archive here. Oh, no, honey. Oh, so you can. You can access it. So this is a Washington Post story written by... I suggest you do that. ...Jeffrey Fowler. We will post this and embed yeah, we'll it in this link at Pat Unleashed on Twitter. Is where you can do... How mm-hmm. you can listen to it? Yeah. To the recordings? Yep. Where you click that little hyperlink halfway down the story. 
I think you should if you have if you have that unit and we only had ours for a short time and then we just turned it off and stopped. Um, so if you use yours all the time, you might want to see what's in there. Oh my goodness! So again, we're going to tweet that out, mm-hmm. so you can you can uh, find it at Pat Unleashed, and then <laughs> you can get the directions on how you can listen to your own archive. I mean, as much as we worry about snooping apps on our computers and phones, um, <laughs> the privacy issue is over they don't have if to you have snoop. one of these units. Yeah, they don't have to snoop. No. We just give them everything. Completely oh. willingly and openly give them access to absolute everything. You talk about 1984? That's mm-hmm. child's play. Yep. And that has been tweeted. I, I went ahead and tweeted that. At Pat Unleashed, if you want to check 1984 out. is... That's like kindergarten class mm-hmm. listening in on you. Mm-hmm. Come on. Yeah. We didn't have this kind of technology where you just openly invited them into your house where where they can listen to absolutely everything you say completely willingly and you, there's nothing you can do about it. Well, I don't care. I'm not saying anything in my house and I'm ashamed of. Yeah. Yeah, you don't know that. You don't know what they're going to think you should be ashamed of. And boy, they could... They could really build a circumstantial case against you, too. Oh, the stuff man. Like, how many times have I told my kids I'm going to beat them? Hi, Alexa. Uh, Amazon thingy. Right. right. Probably kiddingly. Yeah, kidding. Right? Yeah, and just they know about jo- that. Yeah, joking around. It's yeah. like, I will beat you. Shut up. You yeah. know, just totally screwing around. Whenever my kids would say, oh, Dad, my leg hurts. Well, mm-hmm. let me kick you in the stomach, and then you'll forget about <laughs> your you. leg. Thank it's you. just a joke. Yes. You could make something out of that. Your Honor, uh, as you could hear, Mr. Malinak was clearly <laughs> threatening um, <laughs> his small He said children. he was actually going to beat them. Mm-hmm. This and man must have his children removed remove from the home. In fact, he went over the top, Your Honor, and he said, I'm going to beat you, quote, I'm going to beat you in front of your family and friends, end quote. <laughs> that's, a, that's an old crutch line of mine in the kitchen. I will beat you in front that's of your family That's just good, clean fun right there, Keith. That's just good, clean fun. That's but good. yeah, but I mean, this is the future and it's not that distant, man. It's right there. Well, we don't need that. It recorded on Alexa because you just said it on the air. So that's, uh, that's taking care of all that issue. That's great. Uh, it's amazing, though, how we mm. used to think... Uh, I remember having arguments with people in Houston about the toll tag because I had one. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay, you want them tracking your... They already got it. They're already done. They can find you anywhere. Yeah. yeah, I mean, that's, again, that's nothing compared to the things we've done since then. Yeah. And that's when you just say, you know what? I think I'm going to sit in traffic. And then uh, then, then the toll yeah. tag won't know where I'm at. Right. Oh, but the cameras will. Yes. <laughs> oh, that's right. There's just no escape. Court date with a camera coming up real soon. Oh, you're yeah. You're fighting. Your uh, yeah. I'm, I'm your camera fighting. ticket. Yeah, I'm gonna. I've got. I've got some things to say. I can't um, wait to see how that comes out. But it's not. I mean, when's I, the court I, date? I'm not saying. Oh, because I right. don't want people showing up protesting. You know, free Keith <laughs> Malinak. I think what they what they be there to do is uh, mm-hmm. try to see the to it that you get jail time. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> your honor, character Malinak. witnesses are lining up out the door to tell tell you what he's really like. You've heard the recordings of what he says about his kids. Mm-hmm. In his kitchen. Mm-hmm. So how this guy needs to be behind bars. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's happening. Yep. <laughs> so most people don't re- even realize that the unit records everything you say. I, I didn't know that. I mean, I, I know that they said, didn't they deny recording it the last time this came up? Ah, it's been uh, so much. But then I think they yes, had to I admit it. Yes, I think they did. I think they did deny it. 
And now we find out, nope, they do. And if it's not the recordings, it's the emails. Yeah. I mean, Facebook just paying a huge fine for uh, emailing your car, getting your contacts from your email or something like that. And just. Uh, Again, this bad. is the, uh, the Washington Post's Jeffrey Fowler, and he went through all of his recordings and he made a song out of them. Um, but it's it's not it's not a laughing matter. It's not something you should just blow off because uh, this could turn really ugly, and it could turn ugly fast. Look how much the country has changed in the last three or four or five years. Uh, you just don't know what they're going to think is really bad. Did you think that people would ever be considering no physical contact with anybody for any reason? In businesses just a few years ago, you can't even shake hands with somebody. Well, that's where we're going. That's where we're headed. That's what businesses are considering right now. Triple eight nine hundred thirty-three ninety-three. Let me tell you about our friends at Home Title Lock. You talk about a, a world in which there are so many pitfalls. Um, to know that your home can be stolen right out from underneath you, <laughs> I. I'd say that's one of the bigger uh, pitfalls that you could possibly endure. Um, But it can happen, and it has happened to multiple people. Uh, Like this poor person. I thought I had an okay renter in one of my homes. Boy, was I wrong. The police called it title fraud. My tenant forged his name onto my home's title and borrowed $200,000 using my property as collateral. You would never think that could happen to you. Then he took off, and I didn't find out about it until I got the foreclosure notice. That's why you need Home Title Lock. LifeLock does a great job with other forms of identity theft, but they don't cover your home, your title online. But for pennies a day, Home Title Lock does. They'll put a barrier around your home's title and mortgage. So go to HomeTitleLock.com and get registered. Your home could already be compromised. You can find out by signing up for a free title scanner report Usually 100 bucks they're going to give that to you free. Go to HomeTitleLock.com. Get some protection for your home. HomeTitleLock.com. Beware. Pat Gray is unleashed. Uh, 888-933-93. Then we have this lovely person, uh, Brian Sims, who's a state rep. Oh, good Lord. This uh, he guy is actually representing a segment of his state's he population. He me, man. Just from what I saw yesterday. Pennsylvania State Rep Brian Sims, an LGBTQQIA2 plus activist, harassed an elderly pro-life sidewalk counselor outside of Planned Parenthood. Fortunately, there's video. We can see this uh, douche uh, doing his thing outside of Planned Parenthood. Yeah, he's broadcasting it. He's proud. Hi, everyone. Uh, Representative Brian Sims here, and I am outside the Planned Parenthood at southeastern Pennsylvania. Oh, no, they're leaving now. What we've got here is a bunch of protesters, a bunch of pseudo-Christian protesters who've been out here shaming young girls for being here. Hi. And so here's the deal. I've got $100 to anybody who will identify any of these three. So we're I'm going to donate to Planned Parenthood. I'm going to donate to Planned Parenthood. And so look, a bunch of more. white people standing out in front of a Planned no, Parenthood shaming I'm people. Really There's sorry. nothing Christian about what you're doing. Nothing Christian at all about what you're doing. Hi, nothing Christian or loving or godly about what you're doing. So I've got it's nice that he's $100 the judge of that. to anybody who will identify. $100. See if you got some friends out here. 
100 bucks. You just, you, it, it'd be easier if you just give me your name and your address. Uh, um, Rich, come on. Rich Bohinski. Rich, where are you from? Uh, Lanesdale. Rich, what makes you think that it's your job to tell women what's right for their bodies? And the truth is, I'm not really asking because I don't care. Shame on you. Guys, Planned Parenthood here faces attacks daily from people like this. From from pseudo-Christians saying that they are, are here to somehow pr protect their, their own version of Christianity. Um, so do no, me a favor. Protecting if you a watch child, this, please consider giving $100 to Planned Parenthood. Wow. I'm going to do the same. Wow, that is unbelievable. So that's him going after trying to get information on where these teenage girls live. Really uh, bad. And all they were, their, their crime was they were praying for babies in front of the Planned Parenthood building. And then he also They weren't even harassing people. You no, know, no. Nope. They weren't yelling at people that were going inside the building, at least not that we saw. Nope. They're praying for them. <laughs> it's just, what an evil douchebag this guy is. And so, I mean, that, that's not where his harassment ended. He, so he continued mm -hmm. to harass women. Uh, here he is again. A Planned Parenthood shaming people for something that they have a constitutional right to do. Huh? Huh? If you hear about the children, you can pray at home for children. It's probably the same place that you could feed a child, but you're not. Instead, you're out here shaming people for something that they have a constitutional no, right to do. You're the one trying to shame. Who would have thought that an old white lady would wow. be out in front of a Planned Parenthood telling people what's right for their bodies? Shame on you. Shame on you for hiding your face at the same time that you're shaming other people. Again, the same laws that protect me protect you, and, and that's okay. You're allowed to be out here. That doesn't mean that you have a moral right to be out here. Shame on you. What you're doing here is disgusting. This is wow. wrong. You have no business being out here. Hi, everybody. Thank you for being here. Wow. Yeah, her sin was, quote, being out there, end quote. <laughs> and she's got no right. She's got every right to be out there. What are you talking about? This guy. Why is are you just silent? Out of control. Uh, and he did it. He did it a lot more, too. Here's here's more. Shame on you. What you're doing here is disgusting. It's an attack on, on common sense. It's an attack on the Constitution. It's an attack on the rights of every single person coming here. And don't convince yourself that what you're doing isn't extremely racist. How what? dare you? This is grotesque. Extremely racist? She's praying for all babies, man. Oh, this guy. Wow. Uh, when, when more babies in nearby New York are aborted than are born alive... That seems to be the racist practice to me, uh, especially since that was Planned Parenthood's goal with Margaret Sanger in the very beginning was to eliminate the colored people. Wow, this, this guy's in the Pennsylvania legislature. How proud they must be. Just an evil bastard. Yeah, wow. he's, he's something else. <laughs> we haven't heard the last of him either. Uh, you couldn't get any more obnoxious and hideous than, than this guy, I don't think. Yeah. And especially, you know, when he's so in love with um, and he's, killing babies. And he's talking about how, oh my gosh, you're racist for praying outside of a Planned Parenthood building. And he just said, look at this old white lady. I mean, who's the racist? Right. Self-loathing? And the ageist. Mm -hmm. <clears throat> Meanwhile, Christian persecution that you just saw there uh, is at near genocidal levels. According to a report uh, ordered by uh, UK Foreign Secretary Jeremy Hunt, the review led by the Bishop of Truro, the Right Reverend Philip uh, Mon Stephen, estimated that one in three people suffer from religious persecution. Christians, Christians were the most persecuted religious group they found. Uh, Hunt said 
he felt that political correctness has played a part in the issue not being confronted. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely, that's true. The interim, interim report said the main impact of genocidal acts against Christians is Exodus and that Christianity faced being wiped out from parts of the Middle East. It warned the religion is at risk of disappearing in some parts of the world, pointing to figures which claim Christians in Palestine represent less than 1.5% of the population. In Iraq, it's fallen from 1.5 million before 2003 to less than 120,000. Wow. It's over 90%. Evidence shows not only the geographic spread of anti-Christian persecution, but also it's increasing in its severity as well. Did you get that? Christianity, the most persecuted religion on the face of the earth. Not Islam, not Buddhists, not Hindus, apparently not even Jews. Christians. 888-933-93, more Packer Unleashed coming up. It's Pat Gray Unleashed on the Blakes. 888-933-93. And Pat Unleashed on Twitter, where uh, Steve42 tweets. Soviet Union, Cuba, Red China, Venezuela, Vietnam, and Nicaragua. Nicaragua. Those are all uh, Cold War honeymoon destinations. Uh, like Bernie and his wife, you know, <laughs> took off to the Soviet Union. Beautiful places. Yes. Any time of year. Yeah, any time. <laughs> uh, but especially when there's civil war in Manawa, Nicaragua. That's when you want to go. The pickled squirrel tweets, oh, Biden, isn't that what the progressive left ultimately wants? Oh, oh. Biden, like you think? Beto O'Rourke and oh, Biden. Boy. I don't know. That's two white guys. Oh, yeah. Can we can we abide that? I don't think so. Wait a minute. No, it's it's one white guy and one Hispanic Oh, and one Hispanic. Guy. Yeah, that's right. Faux Hispanic. Robert Francis O'Rourke, very, very Hispanic. Bob Frank, as people uh, on Twitter are taking to call him now. Uh, G.J. Herman, if we get thrown into prison for not turning in a gun uh can we still vote in prison oh and maybe vote for our gun rights back (laughs) (laughs) nice uh amazon thingy uh we were talking about that a few minutes ago cirrus 1701 says we had to unplug ours after the youngest ordered a case of chocolate and a stuffed animal that's so great that order got through uh but we canceled the small pool oh well that's (laughs) that's good (laughs) your youngest ordered a case of chocolate and a stuffed animal. That's great. <laughs> Amazon thingy, give me a case of chocolate. Oh, I, I'm going to try that. And I don't even have one. Uh, I'm going to try it on somebody else's device and have it delivered to my house. <laughs> uh, Flames fan fathead. The uh, line in my house is, child, you do that, I'll whip you in front of God and everybody. There you go. Oh, well, boy. Now it's know, recorded. Now Amazon it's recorded for posterity. Has that. Mm-hmm. I think so many parents, you know, joke around with their kids, and their kids understand. They're really loved, and they're not sure. going to be abused. And I'm and, sure. Um, but this could be used against I'm you. I'm sure Child Protective Services understands, too. <laughs> oh, they do. Oh, They've got they such always, a good sense of humor yes, at CPS. They always <laughs> err on the side of caution That's for the parents. right. <laughs> Yes, sir. Uh, that'll go over well. Uh, asking for a friend, Jackal, Mrs. Doc. Yeah, we all do. Uh, how was that thing the other day? I didn't get to go to because of it was. It was fun. Uh, 
Yeah, a lot of good. people missing Doc. Yeah, and a lot of people came in um, from around the country and uh, paid nice. their respects. Yeah, nice. This is why I don't and never will own one of those wiretapping devices. That's exactly what they are. That's it, just it that you're just saying, please wiretap my life. Well, they can certainly be used for that. Right now, you know, it's Google that has access to yeah. it. Would Google share that with the with with the government? Of course they would. I believe wholeheartedly. Wait, wait. Jeff Future Bezos? Of they course. They have shared it with the government. They have. I don't think they haven't. True. Martin just came in here a moment ago during the break and was playing like audio recordings from like the last four years of like him. What were you? Yeah, it was like in your pocket rustling around recording your life. Saying weird things like sauce. Like what were you saying? <laughs> what, you were ordering sauce or what something? You, is, that, is that code up, word uh, for drugs? That's code canes. word for, for heroin. Uh-huh. Yeah, Isn't it? Oh, Raising Cane's dipping sauce. Nice yeah, right. <laughs> wink, wink. <laughs> raising Cane dipping sauce. Yeah. That's rich. That's rich. Uh, 888-933-93. So strange recordings. They are out yes, there. And they, they have them logged. Yep. Maybe you might want to avoid one of those Amazon thingies in uh, your next home. Um Selling or buying a home can be a complicated process. It's, it's hard to navigate. It's especially hard to navigate if you don't have the right realtor. You're paying these people, what, 3%, 6%, whatever it is, between two realtors. Mm-hmm. It sucks. So you want them to do a really good job for you. You want them to price your house right. You want them to have a record of, a, of really good success. You want them to be full-time and not just dabbling in this. Um, and that's these are the agents at realestateagentsitrust.com, the company that uh, Glenn and Tanya launched years ago. They have to know about the market values. They have to know about the comparables in the neighborhood. You know, if a house next to you sold for $400,000, you are not going to ask for nine, probably. <laughs> I am no realtor, but I am thinking that's probably not a good idea. Um, and these are all fans of the show, so you've got that in common with them right up front. Don't hire a friend or a relative that just doesn't work. Somebody from church, you don't need that mess in your life. Go to realestateagentsitrust.com. We'll introduce you to the best agent in your area. Realestateagentsitrust.com. This is Pat Gray Unleashed. Anybody else have um, recurring nightmares on like a really regular basis? Yikes. Like the same thing. I used to, but not in a long time. I do. Uh, Martin does. What, what's your What's yeah. your recurring nightmare? Does it have anything to do with like? Um, I'm in a uh, uh, like in the woods, sort of, kind of like a Jason-looking thing, and I come <laughs> mm-hmm. across this lake, and there's this cabin on the lake, yeah. And then I'm with people who I've never met before or mm-hmm. seen in my life, and we go into the house, and then that's usually where it ends. It doesn't really go any further. Than that. So you don't get killed. There's there's no chainsaw going through your skull or no anything. no chainsaw oh, there's nothing okay. really scary other than the <laughs> environment itself my nightmare on a regular basis i don't know it seems like it happens every night it's probably only a couple times a week but i still have the recurring radio nightmare yeah i get that every now and then yeah. all the time yeah. i don't understand it i'm always trapped in a place where I don't know how the equipment works. I yeah. can't remember what to say. What buttons to push. I don't know the buttons. To, nothing works. Your, your arms don't even like, work. You're like, right. you can't reach and for I, the And board. I'm always thinking, I'm always prepared for the, Why am I not prepared for this? <laughs> how did I not get ready for this show? Uh-huh. I've had that <laughs> many happens times. happens yeah. all the time. You still get that, huh? I do. Because I don't think all I've the had time. that Multiple times since, a week. 
Uh, you know, I, I was the number two. I was Sarah's backup for running Glenn's show, Keep It On The Air. Yeah. And I haven't been that for years. And so I've stopped having that dream. Oh, that's nice. But when I hmm. was, then I was having that. No, my, crazy. My recurring dream was how I was going to die. Really? Yeah. And, and I haven't had that dream since I was in New York, which is where the death occurred. Mm. Right down to the weather, how it happened. Oh my gosh, it would happen like every month probably while I lived there. Really? Yeah, it was. It was literally that must have been a, a little unnerving. Oh, it was. Because you think, is this a premonition? Yeah, or and I won't just... get into details, but huh. uh, wow, it was really. So when I moved out of New York, I was like, okay, cool. Well, that that can't happen like that now. <laughs> I mean, the radio dream is like the naked at school thing. Yes. Like, every once in a while, I still have that. Like, I show up naked somewhere, and I'm like, why did I forget to bring clothes? <laughs> why did I, why did <laughs> I, I forget to How bring did I clothes? forget my clothes? This is really weird. <laughs> why am I here naked? Nobody wants to see this. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I can agree with you there. Rarely do they... And then sometimes it, it involves home invasion. Ooh. Uh, so I hope that's not a premonition. Mm-mm. But um, the one that haunts me on a regular basis is the stupid radio nightmare. It's yeah. just weird. Anybody, I wonder if that's, is it commonplace with work that you just have a nightmare that you just, you're no good at your job and you can't figure out how to do it anymore for some reason? <laughs> I don't know. Boy, that is. It's all not going to matter because the earth is hurtling toward extinction right now. Huh? <clears throat> yeah. There's a million species, one million species, according to the UN, <clears throat> that are at risk that could go extinct, might go extinct, possibly oh, no. would go extinct. This sounds tragic. If, yeah, it, well, it is. I mean, the diversity of life on our planet, Keith, is deteriorating far. I love this. Every single time with every single problem. Far more rapidly than previously thought. Of course. With up to a million species threatened with extinction, many of which could be lost... Within decades. Not this year or this week where we could pinpoint and say, okay, you're wrong about that again. But uh, within decades. The report from the Intergovernmental Science Policy Platform on Biodiversity and Ecosystem Services. Oh, there <laughs> The we famous go. IPBES, which I love so much. I uh, tried, tried to get a job on the IPBES one time and they just wouldn't have me. But they really? found that factors such as land use change, overfishing, pollution, climate change, and population growth are pushing nature to the brink. Only, get this, okay. only transformational change to the way society operates, including our economy now. Mm-hmm. We can't continue to be capitalists if we are to save these million species. Only that will put us back on course to meet the global sustainable development targets. So if we become socialists. Socialists, communists. Then we're good. Yeah. An agrarian society again. Mm. You know, agrarian, not agrarian. I think it's agrarian society. I don't don't use that word very often. I was rolling with it. You know, How often do you use the word agrarian? Oh, when I'm talking about Thomas Jefferson. (laughs) Leave me alone. So it is... Quite often, then. All right, good. Uh, The findings, a summary of which was released uh, yesterday, amount to a first-ever global report on the state of nature. Oh, no. And it's aimed at getting policymakers, activists, and others to place biodiversity loss higher 
On the list of global priorities. Global priorities. We want those global priorities, right? Let's not just be American-centric. Hashtag global priorities. By the numbers. Here we go. Are you ready for this? I'm ready for the bad news. Eight million total estimated number of plant and animal species on Earth. Up to one million total number of species threatened with extinction. That's one-eighth oh, no. of all the living life on this planet. Oh, no. Tens to hundreds of times the extent to which the current global rate of species extinction is higher compared to average over the last 10 million years. Uh-huh, blah, blah. Mm-hmm. So it's accelerating. Mm-hmm. It's tens to hundreds of times higher than they thought. I love it. I love it. I love these. Well, you love the destruction love of the no, planet? No, I, I love, I love the prediction of the destruction of our planet because Excuse it is me? so hyped. It's Pat unreal. Gray. Hashtag global right. priority. Yes. Sir? 40% of the amphibian species are threatened with extinction. 40%. Uh-huh. Not only that, they, we have to put up with the gay frogs. <laughs> oh, no. Wait. Yeah. Wait, yeah. wait, wait. Turtles, uh, they're reptiles. I don't mean put up with. Uh, gay frogs are fine. Yeah. You know, there's nothing wrong with that. Well, we just hate right. the experiments that, that are just ruining Yeah, I just the hate the things in the water that made them gay. Because yeah. if they're going to be gay, they should be gay naturally. It should just be from birth. <laughs> Uh, 25%, the average proportion of species threatened with extinction across terrestrial, freshwater, and marine vertebrate, invertebrate, and plant groups that have been studied in sufficient detail. Uh, This is shocking. Shocking and frightening. Frightening and shocking. Wait a minute, if it's frightening... It's frocking. It's frocking? Yes, it's frocking. If it's such a high priority, why did you quickly toss it aside into the garbage can? Oh, because I got more. I got more. Oh, I got more to get to. Okay. Uh, There's a big fight against plastic pollution, too, as you know. Well, good. The plastic bottles, straws, grocery bags that wash ashore and beaches. Global priorities. Some of the most visible... And let's not forget the continent in the middle of the ocean. Oh, yeah. You know, of Twice the size of Texas. Twice... It's so weird Texas. how it's invisible garbage that all... Right. You can't get a picture of it, but it's there, and we all know it. It's there. <laughs> <laughs> Most clothing contains synthetic fibers such as polyester and nylon. Oh, no. No. Um, <laughs> what are you wearing? I don't usually wear polyester and nylon. Are you a big poly- West, polyester nylon wearer? I don't, I don't know what my tag says. What is it? Uh, do I have a tag? I don't... Let's see. Yes, you have a tag. It's Izod. So I doubt that's polyester, right? I think Izod is cotton. It feels silky. Um, but anyway, uh, these are essentially constructed from thin plastic fibers. So these plastic fibers have become fixtures in closets around the world because they're durable and cheap to make. Um, and they fall off your clothes and create uh, plastics laying around all over the globe. So what do we do about it? I guess we go naked. <laughs> like the dream we had, uh, you know, about school, going to school naked. It was because that was just predicting the future we all need to go naked because we're creating plastics i'm working on that are killing the planet i'm working on it just for the earth hashtag global priorities most microfiber pollution occurs when people wash their clothes in the uk it's estimated that up to seven hundred thousand microfibers could be released in a single load of laundry roughly roughly equivalent to the surface area of a pack of gum Oh, no. No. Oh, no. So, wait a minute. You could either so go just, naked or yeah. just not wash your clothes. I guess you could. Yes. I guess you could do that. Okay. This thing continues to get worse by the moment, though. 
Um, uh, let me tell you about some of these uh, hysterical warnings. Okay. That, uh, you know, continue to upset me. Uh, there's a Harvard biologist named George Wald who estimates that civilization will end within 15 to 30 years unless immediate action is taken against global warming. <laughs> okay. Blah, blah. Problem is, George said that in 1970. <laughs> <laughs> but then there's this. Okay, now we got it. Uh, the New York Times editorial page warned, man must stop pollution, conserve resources, not merely to enhance existence, but to save the race from intolerable deterioration and possible extinction. That was the day after the first Earth Day in 1970. <laughs> I love this stuff. Uh, but then, you know, let's face the fact that things could get really bad. Population will inevitably and completely outstrip whatever small increases in food supplies we make. The death rate will increase. This is scary. Until at least one to 200 million people per year are going to be starving to death in the next 10 years. The next 10 years. Of course, Paul Ehrlich said that in 1970. So, um, most of the people who are going to die in the greatest cataclysm in the history of man have already been born, uh, Paul said in 1969. <laughs> By some experts, they feel that food shortages will have escalated the present level of world hunger and starvation into famines of unbelievable proportions. Uh, other experts, more optimistic, think the ultimate food population collision will not occur until the decade of uh, the 1980s. How do we get through that? <laughs> we got through that uh, with flying colors, uh, with a few exceptions. Uh, Ehrlich sketched out his most alarmist scenario assuring readers that between 1980 and 1989, so when this happens, when this comes around, remember that Paul predicted this. Okay. Some 4 billion people, including 65 million Americans, will perish in the great die-off. <laughs> remember the great die-off of die the off. 1980s? Yeah. Remember that? So uh, That was frightening. Got a story here. Ehrlich, speaking of Paul Ehrlich, mm -hmm. um, he said uh, if he were a gambler... He would take even money that England will not exist in the year 2000. Oh, man. So he said that back in the 80s. And also, uh, rants out loud. Uh, so when 2000 huh? comes around, England will be gone? Yeah, so once disappear? we get to the year 2000, oh, I think it'll just be underwater, gone, no more. Oh, so uh, No. So that Big Ben guy we had running that marathon yesterday, right. he was actually that running for his life. Sense. He was running for his life because <laughs> here comes the flooding. No, and then rants out loud over the weekend tweeted me this um, fun headline. It says... Uh, uh, the senior UN environmental official says entire nations could be wiped off the face of the earth by rising sea levels if the global warming trend is not mm -hmm. reversed by the year 2000. He said governments have a 10-year window of opportunity to solve the greenhouse effect before it gets beyond human control, dated June 29th, 1989. So, I don't ten, think we're there yet. When will 10 years be? I don't know when uh, the year From 1989, 10 years? I, yeah, I can't so do the math on that. Math. But I'm sure we'll get there Scary. Well, I'll be naked right. at that there's, point. There's much more. Uh, but first, I got to tell you about Riduzone. Uh, You know, there's a stoplight inside your body to get you to stop eating. There's a, there's a signal. It's called OEA, and it goes to your brain, and it says, hey, stop eating. 
okay? Because we're full. And then a lot of times you ignore that and just keep eating. And that's where weight gain comes in. Uh, but that can also be where Riduzone comes in to help strengthen that signal to your brain because Riduzone contains OEA to strengthen the OEA you already have. And it won't make you jittery and jumpy because Riduzone contains zero caffeine. There's no caffeine in it. It's, uh, it's just OEA, and that's all it is. And you can think of this as your stronger stoplight. It was developed to help your stomach send that signal to your brain so you can feel fuller naturally. And then it boosts your metabolism, too, so you burn fat. And it's just, just great stuff. It gives you an aid as you try to lose weight and, you know, get back into shape. Go to riduzone.com, R-I-D-U-Z-O-N-E.com. Get a special offer right now at riduzone.com, riduzone.com. Pat Gray, Unleashed. Triple eight nine hundred thirty three ninety three. Uh, we were talking about some of the dire predictions made because they're making another one now. The UN has come out with a new thing. One million species could go extinct. Shut up. We got enough variety as it is anyway. Who cares? A million. There's not going to be a million extinctions in the next few decades. It's just. And to show you how wrong they are all the time. We've highlighted some of the predictions that they've made in the past. Like the last one I mentioned from Paul Ehrlich. This guy is still a Stanford professor. This guy is still quoted. I don't understand it. How do you have an ounce of credibility after all of these wrongheaded, ridiculous predictions? Like between 1980 and 1989, he made this in 1970. Some 4 billion people, including 65 million Americans, would perish in a great die-off. <laughs> okay. Is it 1980 yet? Um, not quite. How about 1989? Still waiting. Still waiting. Mm-hmm. Um, Dennis Hayes, chief organizer for the first Earth Day, said, It's already too late to avoid mass starvation. Oh, good. Yeah, so, so why stop bother? about it. Who cares? They stop saying that because then you don't take action. You don't do what they want you to do. And that's capitulate to higher taxes, to the mass hysteria, to keeping them in power, to, to funding their, their bank accounts. Uh, Peter Gunter, North Texas State University professor, wrote in 1970, demographers agree. <laughs> I love that. Everybody always agree. Almost unanimously on the following grim timetable by 1975 widespread famine will begin in india these will spread by 1990 to include all of india pakistan china and the near east africa by the year 2000 or conceivably sooner south and central america will exist under famine conditions by the year 2000 30 years from now the entire world with the exception of western europe north america and australia will be in famine I wonder if free markets have anything to do with that. Yeah, I hope we can avoid that. But Uh, everybody knows these are true predictions. In 1970, Life, might remember that as a uh, really popular magazine at the time. A serial. Scientists have solid experimental and theoretical evidence to support the following predictions. In Mm. a decade, okay, so by 1980, urban dwellers will have to wear gas masks to survive air pollution. 
By 1985, air pollution will have reduced the amount of sunlight reaching the Earth by one half. So that's where they came with their uh, global cooling thing. Uh-huh. We're heading into wait, a nice age. that would help with global warming. <clears throat> yes, it would. <laughs> Maybe we need more pollution in the air. Ecologist Kenneth Watt told Time Magazine that at the present rate of nitrogen buildup, uh, this guy is worried about nitrogen? <laughs> he will get on the... Yeah, come on, man. Everybody knows CO2 is the driver of all heat. Mm-hmm. It's only a matter of time before light will f- be filtered out of the atmosphere and none of our land will be usable. Mm. <laughs> it's only a matter of time? Yeah, it's only well, a matter of time. That's kind of open-ended. <clears throat> it's only a matter of time. That could be... That could be so it's like a metric conversation. Pretty much, yeah. Forever. Oh, another Paul Ehrlich uh, prediction. Uh, he said in 1970, air pollution is certainly going to take hundreds of thousands of lives in the next few, year, few years alone. He sketched a scenario in which 200,000 Americans would die in 1973 during smog disasters in New York and Los Angeles. <laughs> we haven't even scratched the surface on these wrongheaded Stupid, nonsensical predictions. Hashtag global priorities, Pat. Right, that's right. Yes, exactly right. 888 We'll get to that and uh, so much more. Oh, including the royal baby has been oh, born. Yay! So exciting. Wait your turn, man. Yeah. Properly introduced. Uh Uh-huh. Let me take a second to tell you about uh, Freedom Works because they're doing such great work. Um, Heart disease, diabetes, Alzheimer's, cancer. These are all horrific illnesses that plague countless Americans. But thankfully, Americans, doctors, and researchers are working around the clock to find cures for them all. And we've had stories recently about some incredible breakthroughs in both cancer and Alzheimer's. Now, that takes money. And if government officials like HHS Secretary Alex Azar have their way, that could all change. The government-managed bureaucratic approach is going to set the U.S. medical innovation back decades if we allow it. And it will ultimately force countless Americans to die while waiting for treatments that they may never, that might not ever be discovered, actually. We just can't afford to let that happen. So go to freedomworks.org slash pat and tell Azar to fix patients, not prices. Before Americans suffer from medicine shortage, face endless wait times for treatments, uh, thankfully, our friends over at FreedomWorks are sounding the alarm, but they're go- if they're going to succeed, they need your help. That's why I'm asking you to go to freedomworks.org pat and let Azar and members of Congress know that you want them to fix patients and not, not the prices. It never works out when the government tries to fix prices stay out of it it's going to take every single person to stop this socialized medicine experiment don't let it happen go to freedomworks.org slash pat now Triple eight, nine hundred thirty-three, ninety-three. Uh, let me finish up uh, on the predictions here, so that you understand why 
uh, I'm so dismissive of the hysteria surrounding global warming. Has it warmed up almost a degree? Yes. So what? You know what that's done? Grown more food. It sure has. Yep. More food. Yep. Now, if it goes up six degrees or you go up three degrees in a really short time, that's something to worry about. It's a hundred years and one degree. Stop the madness. And they're always wrong when they predict this. And the reason we're talking about this is because the UN is once again predicting catastrophic changes. One million species going extinct over the next few decades. Jeez, I just uh, never ends with their hysteria. And it started a long time ago. In 1970, another Paul Ehrlich warning in an issue of Autobahn. He warned that DDT, which was really the big villain back then, and other chlorinated hydrocarbons, quote, may have substantially reduced the life expectancy of people born since 1945, unquote. He warned that Americans born since 1946 now had a life expectancy of just 49 years. (laughs) (laughs) And he predicted that if current patterns continued, this expectancy would reach 42 years by 1980. Mm-hmm. When it might level out. Just to give <laughs> you an idea, he's a little bit off. Uh, life expectancy in the United States is 78.8 years. That's uh, and, almost 79 years. And who, who was making these predictions again? Paul Ehrlich. Uh, but he got laughed out of the scientific community <laughs> and like he's been yeah, shelved no. and they don't listen to yeah, him anymore. No, right? no, that's, no, that's not right. CNN just did another <laughs> big documentary. Of course, uh, they're trying to help out with all this doomsday nonsense. And they included Paul Ehrlich in this documentary. Wow. He's still... How do you have any credibility at all when you've made all of these stupid predictions that haven't come anywhere near reality? He's 86 years old and still going strong with his eco-insanity. And he's a professor at Stanford. Yep. So he's really respected. And CNN used him in this, and we've got a we've got a little snippet of this. Um, in fact, uh, uh, I think Paul Ehrlich is in this snippet. Check this out from CNN. Around one million species now face extinction. Many within decades. So he's got to be a British because guy. Of humans. Three quarters of all the land on Earth has been significantly altered in just the past fifty years. Oh, stop! By it. humans. Plastic pollution at sea is up tenfold since 1980. fault. For a species that named itself Homo sapiens, the wise man, we're being incredibly stupid. Well, you are, yeah. There he is. There's Ehrlich right there. Our agriculture consumes more and more land. Natural habitats are shrinking. We continue to pollute. The climate continues to warm. And natural ecosystems crumble at an accelerating rate. 145 leading experts from 50 countries spent three years compiling this gargantuan report, reaching frightening conclusions. The other organisms of the planet are our life support systems. You don't have to worry about them if you don't care about eating, if you don't care about breathing. Oh, good. uh, If you how do you care about having fresh water and yeah, so good. on? How do you listen? You can okay. just forget about it. I can't take it. any more of it. I can't <laughs> no, take any more of it. <laughs> Paul Ehrlich over and over and over again. How do you go to this guy when he's been wrong about everything he's ever said? 
Seriously? How did, the population bomb? That was Paul Ehrlich. Uh, we were all going to die from widespread famine. Um, billions of people were going to die in the population bomb because we were overpopulated. The entire species would fit on the island of Maui. Seven and a half billion of us would fit on the island of Maui. We're not overpopulated, Paul. Mm. It's just... Again, don't forget this quote, too. He would take even money that England would not exist in the year 2000. Well, when is, Paul when is that going to be? The year 2000? Uh, 19 years ago. So, yeah, we've got to got to keep an eye on that. I'm not good with math. Okay. I know. Uh, <laughs> Either is Paul Ehrlich. No, he's not. <laughs> Ecologist Kenneth Watt declared by the year 2000, if present trends continue, we'll be using up crude oil at such a rate that there won't be any more crude oil. You'll drive up to the pump and say, fill her up, buddy. And he'll say, I'm really sorry. There isn't any. Oh, no. <laughs> bum, bum, <laughs> dun, bum. Dun, dun, dun. So, so hold on, let's reenact there. Oh. You'll drive up to the pump and say, fill her up, man. And he'll say, I am really sorry. Huh? There isn't any. Love me the peak oil discussion. I love it. <laughs> I, I love it. I remember fifth grade. Uh, ever since, yep. ever since, and it's way beyond your fifth grade mm-hmm. and and my first grade. It's it <laughs> dates back to 1920, and now we have more oil than we ever thought humanly possible. Wow. I just, I remember a textbook that just had like about ten nations in the world, and it was the year they were all going to run out. Of, yeah. And I remember the furthest one out on this little chart in my public school textbook in 1987 was the year 2000. Because I remember going, wow, this goes all the way to 2000. So we should have run out of oil in these uh, countries that were listed in this this book. A long time ago. 20 years ago. Yeah. Peak oil, the ozone layer hole. Remember that? That repaired itself. Um, All of these predictions are just to scare you into some sort of... Uh, political action. Oh, is it still snowing? Uh, I mean, like, is that yeah? We still do a have thing? snow. Um, you and don't have to tell your kids about it. Yeah. Okay. Because I thought that by now we should have. Uh-huh. Uh, well, we should have. In fact, if I'm not mistaken, it's. Uh, I remember the uh, weather forecast that Saves eighty four tweeted out, and it showed that uh, snowing in uh, the forecast showed. Snow oh, yesterday South, was snowing. South Dakota is going to snow City? tomorrow, even. Oh, really? Yeah. So, uh, <laughs> in fact, looking, looking at the radar right now, it's snowing in uh, Wyoming. Oh, where there's all of two escalators. I learned yesterday. Uh, snowing in the mountains of California as we speak. Um, California. You, yep, and uh, kind of a. Uh, Did you say Utah too? Well, no, 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 no. I'm sorry, Idaho. So we got Idaho, uh, Montana, Wyoming, California, hmm. and it looks like. Uh, Northern Michigan right now. And by the way, you might recognize this as May 7th. (laughs) (laughs) It's snowing in five states. Six if you count Alaska. I'm sure it's snowing up there as well. Here's another great Paul Ehrlich uh, prediction from 1975. Since more than nine-tenths of the original tropical rainforest will be removed in most areas within the next 30 years or so, it's expected that half of the organisms in these areas will vanish with it. There's more rainforest now than there's ever been on the face of the earth. There's more trees now than there's ever been on the face of the earth. More trees than stars. More, there are more trees <laughs> on the earth than stars in the sky. Love that one. Was it three trillion or was it nine trillion? I don't know. <laughs> uh, it was trillions. There are trillions of trees. Tri- trillions. Uh, 
I mean, it's, it's almost innumerable, the, the amount of trees there are on this planet. Oh, while we are on this, my kids taught me a fun fact this weekend. We were talking about the Pacific Garbage Patch yeah. and how, why can't you see it? If it's twice the size of Texas floating in the middle of the Pacific Ocean, at least you'd be able to see it from space. And um, my kids uh, informed me that um, you can see a beaver dam in uh, Canada, like the world's largest from beaver space. dam from space, and we found it on Google Images. But you can't see the garbage patch, but you can see a beaver dam? Shut up. Well, beaver dams are, what, three times the size three of times. Texas? Yeah, three and a half. <laughs> I didn't want to correct you, but I just did. Three and a half, three half times, times the size yeah. of Texas. Just, okay. That's a typical beaver yeah. dam. Yes. This beaver yeah, yeah. dam was about nine times the oh, size wow. of the Lone Star State. That's a big beaver dam. That's a big beaver. <laughs> and a really big dam. Triple eight nine hundred thirty three ninety three. Uh, imagine being evicted from your home for not paying home equity loans that uh, you never took out. It's exactly what happened to a Portland couple. And you could be the next victim. The crime is home title fraud. A year ago, I had no idea what this was or how common it was. But when it happens to you, the consequences can be devastating. Home titles and mortgages are all kept online now where criminals find them, forge your name, and take you off your own home's title. Then they borrow money using your home as collateral, and you don't know anything about it until the late payments show up. Identity theft programs, banks, insurance, it doesn't protect you. So for just pennies a day, do what I did. Get home title lock, because they'll put a virtual barrier around your home's title and mortgage. I rely on it, because I, as soon as I found out this was a thing, which I didn't even know about, uh, I knew I had to have the protection. Thankfully, uh, there's a great way to find out if your home's already been compromised. You can go to HomeTitleLock.com, register for your free title scan and report, and they'll give that to you free. It's usually 100 bucks <clears throat> when you sign up. Go to HomeTitleLock.com, get some protection for your home. HomeTitleLock.com. That gray unleashed. Uh, all right. By the way, if the current pace of uh, the buildup of gases in, in our atmosphere continued, the effect is likely to be a warming of 3 to 9 degrees Fahrenheit between 2025 and 2050. Um, and the rise in global temperature will cause sea lot levels to rise by uh, 4 feet by the middle of the next century. Mm. Now, it's been... 30 years, 31 years now, since that alarm was sounded. How are we doing so far? Uh, three to nine degrees? No, try one in 100 years. And a few inches of sea level rise, not four feet. Um, Al Gore, in an inconvenient truth, did he not predict 20 feet sea level rise? I don't know. You think I watched that? <laughs> I actually did. I know you did. And uh, did you love it? Oh, did you man. run out? Or you're like, man, when's the DVD come out? Can I pre-order it? Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. I was how sold. You, how long do you watch it? A mm, couple times a month, probably. A month? <laughs> Just, yeah. Couple, yeah, yeah. Wow, you're a devotee. Yeah. <laughs> I really am. Mm -hmm. Really am. Because you, you can never be too prepared to handle the global warming crisis. You know? Um, <laughs> Jeez. Uh, okay. So... The Earth naturally has been warming, by the way, since the end of the Little Ice Age till now. And it's just gradually going up 
they love to use the word unprecedented. Uh, they they love to say that it's happening more so now than they even expected before, and they're just wrong on virtually every point. Uh, so now that the hysteria is kicking back into gear again with the one million species being extinct in the next couple of decades, I just thought you should know there's some facts that maybe don't back that up. Triple eight nine hundred thirty three ninety three and at Pat Unleashed on Twitter, where. Uh, I saw above me tweets mm-hmm. uh, progressives doing what they do best guilt tripping people into seeing things their way. Oh, this is about the uh, the lawmaker in oh. Pennsylvania. Yeah, who's harassing uh, elderly harassing women and teenage girls. On Christians the- just praying outside a Planned Parenthood location. Mm. Uh, Jeff Jeffrey, Brian Sims is trying to out-douche Eric Swalwell. Doing a good job of it, too, actually. Uh, Amy What's-Her-Face tweets, My very audible reactions to pseudo-man Brian Sims' video are why uh, Amazon thingy wouldn't bode well in my home. <laughs> because she's obviously maybe mm-hmm. saying some things that she wouldn't want other people to hear. Out of context. Mm-hmm. Oh, by the way, let me tell you about... Um, uh, let's see, where's that other thing we had on Brian Sims? Right there. Yeah, that one right there. You had it? Yep. Yeah, this. Yep. Oh, he's he's got a little battle going with... Yeah, because remember yesterday we had the picture <clears throat> of the LGBT sandwich. Right, the lettuce, guacamole, bacon, and tomato sandwich. Mm-hmm. And it came in a rainbow of colors. Yeah, and we made light of it. We're like, hey, you know, when is it going to get the same treatment the barbecue guy got? You know? Right, right. And <clears throat> um, so there it is on Blaze TV if you want to see an image of it. And so Piers Morgan tweeted out about it. You know, it's like, when's there going to be like a, like a white guy sandwich or something? And by the way... What happened to Piers Morgan? What? <laughs> this guy was the biggest nightmare on television. He still is with guns. Yeah, he is. Yeah, he's terrible with guns. But he was terrible on everything, it seems to me, before. And now it seems he's gone way conservative on several issues. Yeah. And so I was just, I was just Googling to see if there's more stuff on this Brian Sims cat. And lo and behold, just the other day, like two days ago, he's in a Twitter war with Piers Morgan over this LGBT sandwich. Because uh, cause Morgan Pierce tweeted, uh, gay sandwiches? Is there no cynical virtue signaling depth struggling countries companies uh, won't now plunge to make a profit? Shame on you. This is truly pathetic, he wrote. <laughs> Interesting. And apparently, uh, Brian, Brian Sims took, took issue with didn't that. Didn't care for that. <clears throat> he didn't like it at all. But a grocery store chain responded first. Uh, and then Morgan responded to the grocery store demanding a straight sandwich <laughs> option from Marks and Spencer. Wow. Will there be a white male straight sandwich there option or would that be deemed offensive? Okay. That's a good question. Uh-huh. It's a really good question. That's when Brian Sims <laughs> stepped in <laughs> and he tweeted, you're on to something, Piers Morgan. Uh, we could call it a meatless Morgan. <laughs> Just old crusty white bread, mayonnaise, hot cream cheese, and salt. Okay. Probably some more mayo on the side, too. Mm-hmm. A little double entendre there, and it's uh, not so disguised. Yeah. And then the deeper you get into this, uh, the deeper the double entendre gets. Yeah. And it's not... He's like propositioning. Yeah. He, Here's he, Morgan. It turns out that he's kind of... Kind of yes. harassment going on there. It does seem like a sexual... Harassment situation going uh, on. Yeah, definitely. This guy's a real piece of work. I need to go spend Jeez. some more time in front of the Planned Parenthood then. Pathetic. Pathetic. 
He's nasty. Uh, Triple eight nine hundred thirty three ninety three. Also, yesterday was a big day uh, for the entire planet. Oh yes, it was. You talking about the UN uh, report coming out about how we got all these animals extinct? No, I'm oh. I'm talking about the uh, royal baby bee. Oh thing. yes, that was of course equally huge news. <clears throat> Probably huger. Huger. If that were a word, <laughs> it should be. Uh, Meghan Markle and uh, Harry had a baby, and I'm I couldn't be. Uh, Less interested. Less uh, interested in it, mm-hmm. really. But I know some people are, so it turns out to, that it was a boy. Oh, look at the Instagram announcement. Look it's at It's a boy. Wait, what? It's yeah. a boy? I thought, <laughs> didn't we have a story that they were going to raise their baby as gender neutral or whatever? Yes! Gender fluid? Yes! We're not going to assign a, a gender to them? We're going to let them figure it out? Figure it out, kid. When they're two, they're really good at figuring that out. <laughs> so you need to wait till they're about one and a half, two years old. Oh, and if they tell you, Mommy, I am a girl when it's a boy, then you just start dressing it as a girl and and uh, maybe consider reassignment surgery by the time they're three or four. Because that's really healthy, right? That's really, really healthy. <laughs> yeah, I mean, this is... Not only do we not care, but apparently um, they now do care uh, with, the, with the sex... Of, of their kid. Yeah, I thought, I mean, why, why are you, first of all, they were, they wanted to be surprised uh, of the gender of the baby. And then they said that they, they weren't going to assign uh, any gender to the baby. Mm-hmm. Well, she gave birth and yesterday and um, I guess they, uh, they thought differently. I guess so. Hmm. I guess so. And I, I love it that, uh, you know, they're going to, admit that this is a boy at first and then you know maybe we'll see when the baby starts talking uh, we'll see what it has to say about its gender mm-hmm. that should be interesting that should be interesting yes but you know when a, when they say it's a boy that doesn't make it a boy doesn't make doesn't necessarily make it a boy just because no. a, a cat bo- can give birth to kittens in an oven that don't make them biscuits right i mean right that's true it is <laughs> it is true so not necessarily a boy just because it's got boy parts <laughs> uh, what I mean, are you as some kind of hater let the kid decide on his own exactly however do not let the kid decide if he gets to wear a helmet when he rides a bike around the block <laughs> right yeah i mean look right. look you don't get to this i can't you know just this world is <laughs> i know you start down that road and it just pisses you like, off seriously it's you like just get more and more look pissed. we're gonna let you pick what sex you are but you're putting a helmet on i don't care amazing <sighs> Uh, oh, I wanted to share this too before we before we end the show today because we were just playing the CNN um, documentary about climate change and extinction, and they're using Paul Ehrlich quotes in this thing. And Paul Ehrlich has been wrong about everything he's ever said, and so maybe that has a little something to do with why CNN has lost twenty six percent of their audience. They're down to two hundred thirty seven thousand viewers, uh, and. F- so, forty percent—they're down forty percent since 2016. Wow, you're doing something wrong, CNN. You might think that, uh, yeah, maybe we should change something, but no, they just keep going down this road. Across all cable networks, CNN now ranks 15th behind Home and Garden TV, the Hallmark Channel, okay, and the Food Network. <clears throat> Seems huh. like they used to do better. Yeah, they did. Yeah, it, it does seem that way because it was that way. Uh-huh. 
<clears throat> oh, wow. I, I didn't realize. I thought Food Network did better than 14th, but well, at least they're doing better than CNN. <laughs> uh, the 237,000 viewers they've shed over just the last year, that's more than the population of Richmond, Virginia, Baton Rouge, Louisiana, and Des Moines, Iowa. Okay. <laughs> the remaining 767,000 viewers they have would all comfortably fit into Jefferson County, Kentucky. <laughs> Current population about the same as the viewership uh, on CNN. Mm. More people tuned in for the 2018 Little League Baseball World Series, an average of about 1,020,000 per game, uh, and about 3 million for the championship than watch CNN these days. Americans are more likely to ride a bicycle to work than watch CNN. <laughs> now, wait a minute. <laughs> no. Yeah, man. 836,569 Americans uh, over the age of 16 ride a bike to work. More households keep chickens and other poultry birds as pets oh. than tune into CNN's primetime shows. <laughs> That's great. That's also over a million people. Uh, fun facts from Newsbusters. I love here. that. That's great. That just kind of that kind of twists the knife uh, uh-huh. just a little bit, and that's fine because CNN sucks. <laughs> can I quote you on that? You can. Yeah, you can. So let me write this down. Uh, CNN, CNN sucks. Pat Gray. Uh, let me tell you real quickly about uh, Mercury One's next special exhibition, 12 oh. Score and Three Years Ago. Can't wait. Have you bought your tickets yet? Please do if you haven't. 12 Score and Three Years Ago, The Unfinished Promise of Unity. It's a great exhibit. You're going to love this. It's our Mercury Studios here in Irving, Irving, Texas. Runs through, let's see, it starts uh, July 29th, goes through July. No, it starts June 29th. June 29th. Yep. June 29th to July 7th. And it explores slavery and freedom in a way you're not going to find anywhere else you've never seen before. And plan your vacations down here. There are so many great fireworks shows around the DFW area. You can make a nice uh, vacation of it. This is going to be awesome. Um, Glenn's giving tours. David Barton is giving tours. Don't miss it. MercuryOne.org slash LTP. Uh, Check that out, too, for your kids uh, to go to the uh, leadership training program.